Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. My guest for today has come a long way since her arrival in Amsterdam. In 2014, we met as colleagues, working as editors for a travel startup called Travelbird. It was actually this job that has inspired my guest to focus on something completely else. Now she works as a dance therapy coach, massage therapist and focuses on self-empowerment, intuition and self-care. My guest for today is Lisa Frey. Hi Lisa, thanks for being with me today. Hey Sarah, thanks for having me here. Here in Amsterdam you have been working in a normal office job for a few years before you decided to switch careers. What was the reason to do so? Yeah, well, to be honest, the job at Travelbird seems now really like a, yeah, like a different life. Yeah, it was definitely a fun job for some time and I met Amazing people, they're really my, my best friends uh, here in Amsterdam. I met a travel bird. Yeah, at one moment, my whole body was protesting against that work, mainly sitting behind the computer for 40 hours a week. Uh, I know many, many people do that, um, but I'm, I'm a dancer and I grew up with moving and dancing every day from like nine years till 18 years. Um, yeah, for me, suddenly sitting 40 hours at a desk, um, yeah, it, it was really painful. And yeah, for some time you just go through it and you, yeah, I'm a positive person. So I, I, I see the, often see the positive things still, but at one point it was, yeah, I just could not sit anymore. And I went to physio already and yeah, then I also felt the routine every day and Something in me was was burning and uh, told me this is not this is not your path. Yeah, it took me some time, but then I, I quit and it was a, a big relief. And then for some months, I decided to just not yeah almost not work, be at home, and just figure out again what I what I want to do with my life, what what's burning inside me. Yeah, I went traveling also quite a lot, and I went on a journey to myself. And to get to know myself better, to get to know, yeah, what what moves me in life, motivates me. Yeah, then I did another office job, but just uh, three days a week after Travelbird. It was in a video production. Uh, yeah, actually a very uh, dynamic and creative um, work. But yeah, even the three days was too much. And after a year, I also quit that. And then, yeah, it was time to find some work really with my body, yeah, then the massaging came into my life and, and also the dance came again, was much more present in my life again. Yeah, that was a bit uh, my journey from the office to the office job into my body. <laughs> in order to find your path again, you started to travel. Which countries did you go to and what did you do there? Yes, yeah, so my first travel after Travel Bird was Suriname. Uh, my old flatmate from Utrecht, he got a job there as a rainforest researcher. So I had this awesome possibility to join him into the rainforest and it was my first time in the rainforest. 
And this was really a journey to connect with nature and the adventure. And yeah, it was really, really a great experience. Uh, sleeping in a hammock uh, in the middle of the rainforest, this kind of stuff. And because I was very close to Brazil, I decided spontaneously to go to Rio. And Rio was really the place where I felt the first time in my life all these huge energy, this passion um, they have for dance and music. And it was really like, yeah, I was on el electricity <laughs> uh, for these two weeks. Um, and I could feel also my huge passion for life and dancing and music. And so it was, yeah, very inspiring. And I took, uh, of course, also some uh, dance classes in Foho and Afro-Brazilian dance. Um, and also some, yeah, rituals I joined. It was a, yeah, it was a really deep dance experience. And yeah, the maybe most important travel happened, I think, two, three years later uh, to India. And I've always wanted to go to India since I'm 18, I think. Um, so it took me quite some time, but it didn't disappoint me. Yeah, it was really a, a place where I strangely felt so at home. Um, it's so different and still it's so... Yeah, I felt so much warmth and so much love and humbleness in the eyes of the Indian people. And yeah, it really, it was a place that really touched me. And I went there, um, yeah, it was maybe a coincidence, although there are no coincidences. <laughs> I met a, a dancer in a workshop and we knew each other, maybe from three, four times seeing each other. And suddenly she, wrote me, hey Lisa, I came across this um, dance residency in Bangalore in India. Do you want to join? Yeah, I didn't think a lot. I was, I felt already this excitement inside me. Yeah, that was actually the end also of my last office job uh, at the video production. Um, after that uh, India travel, I quit. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I went for a month uh, with Ina, that's the friend of mine to Bangalore, to India, and we had the great chance to be for one month in a... We lived in a dance studio, so we had a huge uh, dance studio for ourselves, and upstairs we lived together. We shared even a bed for one month, so we were really 24 hours together for one month. Yeah, we had to create a dance piece together in this month. And yeah, it was quite a journey in itself. <laughs> we didn't even travel so much or see so much from India because already this um, journey to be together for one month and to create a dance piece was already enough. Um, yeah, so this was my first meeting with India. I was so attracted by that place um, on so many levels, like, yeah, spiritually from the yeah, the way how they move, like yoga and all these practices that come from India that are so healing <laughs> and really, yeah, holistic, like, yeah, connected with your whole body. Yeah, I was really attracted by that. Uh, so half a year later already, I came back to India um, again for a month 
And again, at the same place in the residency, and I joined some nice dance workshops. Yeah, there I also came across uh, an amazing martial arts called Kalari Payatu. Um, almost every dancer there in India, at least in the south of India, has that as a background, uh, the martial arts. That was also a start of another new journey. <laughs> uh, and I also came across, uh, or I, I knew massaging already before, of course, but um, I choose India as my starting point for uh, my massage journey as well. That also started uh, with Ina because we are both dancers and we danced a lot um, in that month and our bodies needed some extra care, we decided to give each other a massage every day before we go to sleep. This was the first time that I realized, I mean, I, I always knew that I love receiving massages, but I really enjoyed also giving them. And yeah, of course, in a month I was growing into it and also when I came back to Amsterdam I kept on massaging people and I got really good feedback so then for the first time I thought hmm, maybe that's a, that would be a job for me so the next time I went to India um, the second time I decided to do something with it and first I thought about doing a course but the time was a bit too short for that so yeah one day when I passed by an Ayurveda clinic. Um, in India, you have these clinics uh, based on Ayurveda, like this very holistic medical approach where they give, yeah, they give their patients massages and oil treatments really against uh, the pain. Yeah, so I walked in and I said, um, I want to learn massaging. Can I maybe join you for a bit? And they sent me to another clinic, um, a really sweet couple. And they yeah, were happy to receive me for a few weeks. A few days a week, I went there and I observed the massage treatments and oil treatments there. And it was really an yeah, amazing experience that I got. And I was sitting next to the bed and uh, making drawings and writing things down and just trying to soak in everything that I see, but also sense on all levels. Um, yeah, and then I came back to Amsterdam. And luckily a friend uh, wrote on Facebook, hey, we're looking for some, uh, someone, a new masseur in our studio. And I didn't hesitate much. I just saw this as my chance. And um, even though I didn't have a, a proper uh, course or like education, I, yeah, I, I took the risk and I massaged uh, manager of the studio and yeah she said she just feels that I'm I put my whole soul into that uh, into the massage and I have the feeling for it and yeah I she gave me two months to learn a few techniques so I was practicing with colleagues and yeah that's now almost three years ago since three years I'm working as a massage therapist and it's uh, I really love it. I love it more and more. It's such a beautiful job and it's just endless. This research you can do with your body and um, feeling other bodies. And it's, yeah, it's a never ending journey. <laughs> There's uh, so much to, to explore. And at the same time, it's work where I can be in movement and it helps me to stay calm and relaxed and focused um, focused on 
on healing and yeah focused on the state of the body that I want to have in my life like to yeah to do all the things I'm doing out of a, a relaxed and healthy state of being Yeah, and between the two India trips, uh, there was another very exciting trip to Israel. It's my first time in Israel. I went there for five weeks, uh, really with the goal to go on a, a dance journey, because I found out that a lot of choreographers and uh, yeah, very progressive uh, movements in dance come from Israel. And I met a lot of interesting uh, Israeli people also um, in that year. So I, I felt this is a place that's calling me. So I went, yeah, for five weeks to Israel, to Tel Aviv, and also to a dance community uh, between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, which was my first time living in a, like an eco community, getting up at uh, six o'clock in the morning, working in the garden in between dancing, um, living really together with nature, it felt like. And yeah, in a very, that was also the moment where I got really interested in community life um, and the possibilities um, that you have when you live in a community, how you can inspire each other and learn from each other. Yeah, and then I, in Tel Aviv, I joined the Gaga movement that's a, yeah, a dance from Israel that uh, originated in the Batsheva Dance Company, a very popular dance company. Yeah, it's a really fluent way of um, moving where you try to move uh, with the fluids in your body and try to expand in, in places in your body that you didn't even know that they exist and you kind of stretch all your limits uh, mentally and physically and afterwards you're just floating around. Um, I went uh, a few weeks later I went then to the Death Sea and I was floating there in the Death Sea and I felt ah now it makes sense why this dance originated or was created uh, in Israel because yeah it has exactly the same feeling you're floating in water yeah so very very enriching experience also in israel all these little treasures are huge treasures actually um i got from all my travels uh, i put together and the years after to yeah create my new path my new career you have also recently started your own massage business in amsterdam north called bubbles massage Considering that you started this in November 2020, did you want to give people a way to deal with the difficult times during the corona crisis? Yeah, I definitely felt that this was needed even more in that time. Yeah, maybe also this safe bubble when everything around you is so insecure to just remember that there's always a space inside you that is, yeah, that can be relaxed and warm and just to remind also remind yourself that there's a, a body and some feelings and there's so much going on and um, when there's so many turbulence so much happening around you it's often yeah you get into that 
fight and flight mode uh, and you're under this yeah the whole time under tension um ready to react and to save yourself so it's, yeah especially in those times it's even more important i think to <sighs> breathe yeah to feel it's still okay like even if the the world breaks down around you you still have this yeah yourself your body your feelings you still can dream and you can make decisions and you don't have to be in this state of only reacting the whole time to the circumstances around you so yeah this this space i i wanted to give i started this together with my flatmate so it was also a beautiful project for the house because i'm i'm living in a small community on a a boat or it's actually a house floating on the water uh, also with a, a lot of potential so we also felt we want to share that house with uh, with more people <laughs> yeah so a massage studio on a floating house um yeah so it was a it was a beautiful little project but um yeah but unfortunately we had to close the massage room because of the new lockdown in december it just felt too much pressure on us to be able to pay the rent that is still needed for the house and yeah so we decided at the end to rent out the room to a new flatmate yeah it's not the end of the of bubbles and of the massaging we are still continuing um then in our living room or in my bedroom yeah that's also a new experience and something i i would not have done i think a few months ago to let people also so yeah really into my private space but i had so i had so lovely clients um so I really trust that the people that come to me, they, yeah, they feel like friends it, and it feels good. I, I, yeah, it feels good to welcome them also in my private um, area. And it's for now. I mean, it's just uh, trying to do the best with, uh, yeah, what's there with the circumstances. And yeah, it works. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to not uh, give up so easily and to just remember also a massage is a massage and uh, yeah it's always nice to have a perfect studio and a perfect uh, surrounding but uh, yeah at the end you can also yeah see it very simple um, it's still the same work you do the same massage you give and you can do that basically everywhere and if people want it they will also come to you wherever you are <laughs> You said that in India you also came across a very special kind of dance and martial art combination. I looked at your videos and I have to admit, to me it looked very much like a mix of capoeira and Indian traditional dance. Could you maybe explain for those who don't know what Kalari Payatu is, what it looks like and what's so special about it? Yeah, so Kalari Payatu, um, the short form is Kalari. It's um, said to be one of the oldest martial arts that still exists and definitely the oldest in India. Uh, so it's like more than 2000 years old. In one sense, it's a martial arts as you know it with um, weapons. We have um, 
bamboo sticks, we have swords, shields, beggars. Um, but it has also something very dancey uh, that's true, like something very fluent. Um, I think maybe inspired from also all the wild animals uh, that were a lot uh, existing in India at the time. So you have uh, animal movements like the snake and the lion and the elephant. Uh, that's also what it makes it so beautiful for me to connect with all these animals in the in movement and really try to feel their power and their wisdom, uh, feeling the the lion in you, the elephant, the snake. Yeah, it's also a martial art. It's always developing, so it's also open for for change. And uh, that's, I think, why also over the time more and more different practices were added to Kalari Payato. So um, it has some influences from yoga, from dance. Um, it's also a healing martial art. So uh, there's it has its own massage technique. Yeah, so I think over the time also it it it, it grew and it developed. Um, for me, I was really yeah, it just got me <laughs> when I started it. It was when I was the second time in India. Um, I heard already that most of the dancers there, the Indian dancers, they have Kalari Payatu as a background, and it was at the time in my life where I felt I wanted to to move on with things, wanted to get things done and I felt I need a bit more strength for that and connection to the ground. Um, so not only dreaming, also really go into action and come originally from ballet. Uh, in ballet you're really you're flying around <laughs> uh, trying to feel as light as possible. So for me, I felt I need some ground and some a good base. Yeah, I know I knew that I had a lot of strength, but I, I didn't always feel it. So yeah, I thought maybe this is something for me. And so I joined for five weeks uh, a school in India, a Kalari Payatu school. I was the only non-Indian there. And uh, what's really beautiful is also that everyone trains together, so all levels. And the teacher, the guru, just gives you personally exercises what you need. And you're training uh, with your own responsibility for yourself. And just now and then the, the guru, the teacher checks if it's good. And then he would say, ah, oh, no, do it another 30 times. <laughs> and then... Yeah, it, it's uh, it was a great training. Um, it's a lot does a lot for your stamina, for your yeah strength, as I said, um, flexibility, and yeah, I felt it's such a whole training that I wanted to continue it. And luckily, I went uh, when I went back to Amsterdam, I found a teacher also here in Amsterdam. And she is also da a dancer, <laughs> so I had like both together. Yeah, now I'm I'm training together with her and a small group in Amsterdam, also already for three years almost. Yeah, I'm really glad that Kalari Payato came into my life. Yeah, it's such a whole practice on all levels. It helps me like spiritually, mentally, physically. It, yeah, it really helps to. Yeah, to bring myself into balance and to feel every every part of my body 
nurtured and it's great to experience that yeah that power in you and also the fighting i was never <laughs> i never would have described myself as a like a fighting person but yeah for example fighting with the bamboo sticks i love it it's so good also to feel um, yeah when someone attacks you that you can yeah you can do something with it and you have power and um also this yeah being so awake the whole time and trying to sense everything around you and react very quickly yeah it really you yeah you really feel alive yeah sometimes we have workshops with a, a guru from england and then he brings his big swords and he really wants everyone even the beginners to experience that uh, power uh, a weapon has and it really does something with you like I'm, i'm not interested in fighting really fighting with someone but just to feel yeah to feel that power it, it gives you a lot of dignity and respect also and confidence martial arts or this kind of martial arts has a lot of potential also to help uh, all kinds of people in life yeah and that you get a picture so the martial art looks a lot like yeah you have the animal moves You have a lot of kicks, you have jumps. There are, um, yeah, these choreographies called uh, Meipayat. Yeah, it's very dynamic, uh, very fluent, still strong. Yeah, for example, at the beginning, at the end of the lesson, we also, we do salutations um, to gods, to the temple or the place where we are training in. Um, and we sing mantras. Yeah, so it's it's very whole, <laughs> this practice. In case there are now people in the audience that feel like they want to join your little group in Amsterdam and just try it out themselves, is it necessary to have a background in dance or martial arts? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, this martial arts is really open for everyone. We have constantly um, also beginners in the group uh, who start, who just start. And uh, that's also a bit the system that then the, the older ones, the experienced ones, they, they help the start, the beginners. Yeah, so really you don't need anything for it. Yeah, my teacher, Jahan, she's also a very playful person. Uh, so she gets, uh, yeah, she gets it out from everyone. It's a very gentle start, I think, and yeah, with a long warm up and then step by step you grow into that art. Yeah, and we had uh, also now in the Corona time some beautiful experiences because we didn't have a studio, we had to train in the park and you really saw that, that people, they were curious what, what this is. It's something you don't see normally, um, this kind of combination you don't know is it dance is it yoga is it a martial art so there was one beautiful story also um from a yeah a, ref, a refugee he was uh, meeting up with his friends every day in the park and one day we were yeah we are also developing at the moment uh, a dance uh, where we combine kalari payato with our own dance style and dance practice and so we rehearsed for that And suddenly this guy, he came a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and he looked at us, he smiled, and we started a conversation with him. Yeah, at one moment uh, he said he's 
really interested in uh, in joining and we said yeah you're so welcome <laughs> uh, and I, I was still thinking mm, i'm curious if you will really show up uh, but next week he was there and now he's part of our group yeah it's it's just beautiful to see how yeah when you're outside and people see what you do then it's it's everything gets more open and transparent and people have the chance to to see you to find you and to join and our group becomes more yeah bigger and diverse again you are now also in the progress of making a short film about kalari payatu called prayer for life when will it be published and where can we see it yeah prayer for life that's actually the working title um, it's a combination of Kalari Payatu. Base is a, a prayer, a danced prayer from uh, Kalari Payatu. And Jahan, my trainer, and Saskia, colleague from the group. Yeah, we're all dancers and we thought it would be great to combine the martial arts with our own dance practice. Yeah, so that's also a project that came up in at the beginning of Corona when we just met each other in the park and wanted to continue to dance and to train and yeah we're also really thankful thankful about life and all the simple things we we have in life yeah we will wait for spring to shoot the video we found a filmmaker and yeah waiting for nice images of nature in spring and then we share it probably on youtube and on different channels um, yeah, it's, it's mainly a, a project for ourselves and, of course, also something we, we love to share. But that, uh, yeah, there was not really a, a goal in it. It was just the purpose itself, doing it and creating something together. In January of this year, you also started an intuition workshop called Follow Your Flow. What exactly happens there and who can join? Yeah, Follow Your Flow, that's uh, a concept that I think was already for quite some time in me. And now I saw, yeah, quite an an urgency to do it um, because I felt intuition is something that we need more than ever right now um, when there's so much different information outside. Um, so difficult to make decisions. We we are faced with a situation that was never f there before, and suddenly all these new decisions ha have to be made. Made there are conflicts. Um, created between people with different opinions and yeah it's pretty easy to get lost in this uh, forest <laughs> yeah then it's so good to have a, a voice inside you that you can trust and to say no i, I have a, a feeling i have yeah i have a guidance in me that can help me and that can show me the way so yeah i met these two wonderful women sophie and vilia from empower, uh, embodied empowerment. Sophie comes from Tai Chi, Vilia from coaching, meditation, and yeah, I proposed the workshop idea to them. Uh, so I felt it would be great to do something together with others. Uh, to create, yeah, it's always beautiful to create things together and also to see different approaches. My approach is, of course, more from from moving, uh, dance, and playfulness but yeah there's also the approach of tai chi and meditation more the silent approach and yeah so we said we we give it a, a try and yeah it's one of 
hopefully many more workshops in that direction. And yeah, I really love also to, to create workshops, to think of fun uh, games and exercises to explore a topic. And yeah, basically it's, it's just creating a space for other people in order to explore themselves and what intuition means for them. So yeah, it's a, it's a day uh, starting with meditation, going to nature, um, yeah, creating your little guide, your little map of intuition, yeah, in between having some nice movement exercises, so a, a colorful mix of different, different things. Yeah, and this workshop is for, yeah, in general, really for everyone, there are no limitations. I would say for people, for everyone who has the feeling, I want to go my own path, I want to, yeah, feel into me what what is guiding me what is motivating me in life who wants to learn more about themselves preferences uh, passions things they don't like yeah and to try something new to connect with other people with nature and to find a, a flow in in their lives yeah like an organic flow where you where everything is allowed and you trust your inner feeling and your inner guidance uh, it's not something you need to push away so yeah if you feel something is holding you back or it's difficult for you to to feel that voice in you then i think this workshop or this kind of workshop i give um, a great opportunity to start <laughs> lisa thank you so much for talking to me today i will put all the links to your projects in the show notes in case anyone wants to join and personally i wish you a lot of success for your ongoing journey Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, it was really a pleasure to be part of it. And I also wish you a lot of luck and pleasure with your podcast. I think it's a beautiful idea. And I'm looking forward to hear of many, many more women doing great things in Amsterdam. Bye bye. And this also marks the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Stay tuned if you want to meet more amazing women of Amsterdam. And please don't forget to follow Amsterdamus on Instagram. Thanks and take care, everybody. Bye.